Uh, the beginning, the parasha of Kedoshim, begins with a challenge. Uh, the Pasuk says, uh, a reading from the sheet now, by Yedaber, Hashem Moshe Leimor Daber, kol adat b'nei Yisrael, speak to all of the community of Israel. V'amarte alayhev, and you say to them, Kedoshim, to you, you should be Kedoshim sacred, sanctified, I mean, words that even though they translate each other, they don't really give us a lot of clarity. Kedoshim tiyu ki Hashem It sounds like a directive. You should be this way. But it doesn't tell you exactly how we get to be that way. Be that way. Be Kedoshim. What should I do? How should I live? What should I change? Doesn't say. Doesn't say in the in the Chumash. And not only that, this word kedoshin, uh, relating to people in Bnei Yisrael, relating to Bnei Yisrael in general, this word is repeated again and again throughout the Chumash. Throughout the Chumash, from the time that the Jewish people left Mitzrayim until the end of the until the end of the Chumash. But what exactly is the reference? What exactly is being referred referred to? Um, well, Rashi takes a stab at it. But Rashi says, if you look at the Rashi, Rashi says, "Blamed shenemra parashav so we see that this parasha of Kedoshim was said right? as a community, everybody together, all of Bnei Yisrael came because uh, the Torah, when Moshe Rabbeinu taught the Torah, he didn't teach everybody. The second group, the second group, the third group, that's the way it went. But in this case, in this case, the Rashi says, this parasha was taught or told or taught to B'nai Yisrael as a large community altogether. This is a kind of an important parasha. Rov, the majority of of the real of the Torah, is connected to it. Tluyimba are connected to it. And so the beginning of Kedoshim, the beginning of the parish of Kedoshim, is a kind of a directive that includes all of the Torah. But what about Kedoshim to you? What sort of directive is that? I mean, how am I supposed to become something if I don't know what it is? If there's no one who's going to explain to me what exactly Kedoshim means. So Rashi gives it a try. Rashi gives it a try. Rashi says, Rashi says, Kedoshim to you, you see the Rashi? Hevu purushim in min avera. Hevu purushim, separate yourself. Take care to, uh, to be separate from arayot, from unacceptable sexual engagement. Umin ha'avera, and from transgression. So, I guess that means everything. Everything that the Torah tells you to separate yourself from, stay away, 
from all those things that are prohibited. That's what that's what the Torah says. That's what Rashi says the Torah is saying. So Kadoshim Tiyu, I don't strike out to be Kadosh. I strike out to do what the Torah wants me to do and to avoid doing, especially to avoid doing those things that the Torah wants me to avoid. Minha Arayot Uminha Avera. Right, singled out, of course, is the, the transgress sexual offenses. But Rashi adds on, he says, Umina Avera. And this includes all transgression. Anything, you know, like eating unkosher food or or uh, having uh, speaking unnecessary, unnecessary Lashon Hara. Well, everything is included. Everything is included. And then Rashi adds, Shekol makon sh'ata motzei geder erva, ata motzei kedusha. Says if you look in the text of the Chumash, wherever wherever geder geder uh, erva, that some uh, sexual offenses, there's a cre- we create a protection for ourselves. We say. Don't go in, don't stay in a room. A man should not stay in a room with a woman unattended, you know, the door closed, and no one is going to come in. He says, that's a geder erva. So in all of those cases, you also find the notion of kedusha entering, entering isha. He quotes a pasuk. Isha don't, don't connect yourself with a woman who's a known prostitute and then the end of the person so we get the idea we get the idea from rashi that kiddusha is not in itself a specific uh, a specific kind of goal i want to be kadosh and if i will do this it's rather that if you do what you're supposed to do and avoid doing what you're supposed to avoid then we will bestow upon you, we will bestow upon you the title of Kadosh. So Rashi has moved us around 180 degrees. When we read the Pasuk on our own, we said Kadoshim to you. That sounds like a directive. But if the point is just do what you're supposed to do and avoid the things that you're not supposed to do, then why would the directive be Kedoshim to you? The directive should be keep the Torah, keep the mitzvot, make sure that you're on top of what these mitzvot mean, etc. That's what, that's what you're supposed to do. So Rashi, Rashi has kind of changed everything, right? But Rashi, after all, is working off uh, is working off uh, 2000 years of interpretation and rashi knows those 2000 years of interpretation and so we are reminded of a pasuk in malachim bet if you look at the bottom one of the we're talking about the shashunamit talking about Elisha. Elisha was a prophet, Navibi Israel, who was a Talmud of Eliyahu. So Eliyahu was the first 
of a line of prophets. And Elisha was his Talmud, his, his uh, follower, the one who followed him literally and the one who followed. So we know that Elisha was an outstanding prophet and uh, was the uh, progenitor of some miracles. And the Pasuk says this, she, the woman for whom Elisha did the miracle, right? The son, the son died and he brought him back to life. She mentions to her husband that Alicia has come by and that she had a room for him in the attic. She had a bed and 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 she wanted him to, whenever he came by, wanted him to sleep in her house. She felt gratitude for the help he had given her. And she also thought that after all, having a person of serious character uh, traits would be would be good for her would be a good thing for her household and so she calls him ish elokim kadosh he's one of the two people in the tanakh in the entire tanakh who's mentioned as being kadosh kadosh of course he's not only kadosh right ish elokim kadoshu he is a man of god and he is kadosh and we don't know, it's hard to know from the Pasuk whether what she means is he's a, a man of God, and beyond that, he is Kadosh. Or he is a man of God who is Kadosh. I mean, that's like synonyms. They're the same. A man of God can always be called Kadosh. We don't know that. But we do know we do know that that's what she said. That's what she called him. She called him Kadosh. So like if I could find out about the Kadosh, right, his Kadosh, then maybe I would know more about what the idea of Kadosh is. What the idea of Kadosh is. Okay, so the explanation or the comment in Vayikra Rabbah, you see the last source on the page of Vayikra Rabbah, says this. Omar Rabbi Yehuda ben Pazi, Why is it that in the parasha, in our parasha this week, there is a kind of juxtaposition of the parasha of Arayot, like all of the unacceptable sexual encounters, with the parasha of Kedoshim, which comes at the beginning of the parasha, which tells you we had sanctity. In order that we should be a, you should learn. Teach us. Wherever, wherever you find some limits on sexual activity, that's where, where, where Kedusha entered. That's what we find. That's Kedusha. 
So that's Rashi. So Rashi got it straight from from the Parashat Kedoshim. And so we see again, everybody who refrains from excessive sexual activity is called Kadosh. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Maite Manshunamit, what what is the name? What is she? The Shunamit, but Elisha yadati ki ish Elohim kadosh hu. In other words, she's saying something to her husband. Her husband says, "How come this guy is sleeping over? I mean, I may be out of town. I'll be taking a trip. I'm on a plane, and you've got this guy sleeping over in the house." So she says, "Ish Elohim kadosh hu." Right? Kadosh means very careful about sexual activities. That's what Kadosh is. Amar Rabbi Yonah, who Kadosh, they mishartav Kedoshim. He says, well, maybe he is Kadosh, he Elisha. But uh, but the those who serve him, maybe they're not. Udichtiv, vaygashke chazi lahadpa. In other words, he had his servant, his man's servant was named Gehazi. And we know that Gehazi was not always uh, a, a person who we can uh, depend on. You remember that Gehazi was the one who, uh, who took the money for curing the, the uh, we, spoke, we spoke about this, for curing Naaman of Tzarat. Naaman had Sarat and Elisha cured him. And then Naaman, in thanks, thanking him, wanted to give him money and other things that he had brought. He, Naaman, wanted to give it to Elisha. Elisha said no, he refused to take it. And eventually, Gehazi kind of wormed his way in and did take it. So he was not a great personality. In other words, Gehazi was not uh, so averse to such a sexual interaction. So another opinion said that he did. She didn't see any. Uh, any witness of nocturnal emission on his sheet at night, so she knew that he was not involved with sexual thoughts, right? Uh, so you see, you see from the uh, uh, the the medrash continues, but you see from the tone of the medrash that kedusha equals a sexual propriety not getting involved. The Shulamit said, not only is there no evidence of him being involved, this Navi, Elisha, being involved with uh, sexual impropriety, but uh, he's Kadosh, which either means one is equal to the other, one term is injured the other, uh, or 
ki'ish elokim kadoshu. Or it means that he is a man of God. He's a man of God. Somehow he's connected to God. Ish elokim. He, he has that godliness in him in a very obvious way. And therefore, you don't have to try to, you don't have to wonder if he's maintaining God's directive. Right? You don't have to wonder about that. So, okay, we have a source for Rashi. And we've like expanded our way of thinking about it a little bit. That it's not just generally following uh, following uh, uh, the rules. It may be that Alicia was not exactly following the modern day rules. But Sahakol, Sahakol, we're talking about a person, a person who's kadosh, a person who's integrated within himself the directives of the Torah, especially those directives that have to do with sexual activity, but all the directives of the Torah, everything is Isha Lukim, he's, he's with God, his thinking is, is God's thinking. It's the way, it's the way God wants us to think and wants us to be. That's what Rashi says, and that's that's what Kedusha, that's what Kedusha is. Uh, this, the question of what Rashi, what Rashi exactly is uh, saying, is uh, it's uh, questionable. But let's look at the Ramban, and that'll help us to clarify clarify Rashi. You see the Ramban Kedoshim Tiyu. It's uh, like that the beginning of the Ramban, but a few lines in. Rashi is a quote Rashi. Evi prushim b'darayotim in Avera. So you know, you know the Ramban had a very high regard for Rashi. And when the Ramban quotes Rashi and then disagrees with Rashi, it's, it's an important thing because he doesn't mean that Rashi is wrong. What he means is that there's another dimension to the interpretation that Rashi has kind of left out. Now listen to what the what the Ramban says. Kohanim, it's like a kasha. In the in this Torah Kohanim, the Sifra, the Medrash and Vayikra, right? Istam, Prushim Tiyu. That it doesn't say Minharayot. It just says separate yourself. Right, then there's another passage there. With Kadish, then with them Kiddushim, you will become Kadosh. Ki Kadosh Ani, Kishem Shani Kadosh. Kachatem to you Kadoshim. In other words, the, the primary pasuk for understanding the matter at hand is where, where God says, I am Kadosh, so to speak, and you'll be Kadosh. Just like I am, so too will you be. Kach to you Prushim. He says, the Torah is not just talking about sexual uh, propriety. It's not just talking about staying away from unreasonable uh, uh, allegiances. He says, he says, uh, uh, I'm, I'm continuing the second wide line. 
כשם שאני פרוש, כי אני נותן דיו פרושים. ולפי דעתי, my opinion, אין הפרישות הזו לפרוש מן האריות, זה לא תרגיל בעד סקשואל אקטיביטי, כדברי הרב, אבל הפרישות היא המוזכרת בכל מקום בתלמוד, but the פרישות that's referred to is that which is mentioned in the Talmud, שבעליה נקראים פרושים, that as a result of what they do, These people, they're called Prushim. So Prushim equals, equals Kedoshim. Vainyan, ki ha-Torah is here ba-arayot ve-machalim asurim, the Torah, when it was discussing sexual activities and, uh, and eating, right, forbidden foods, v'itira ha-biya ish bishdo, and allowed us to have uh, sex with our wives, and also allowed us to eat meat and to drink wine. He says, a person who has the wrong idea about these activities could spend a lot of time uh, with his wife and, and eating food that he, that he shouldn't uh, be so and he will be amongst those who just eat all the time and drink all the time. And he'll use terrible language when he speaks. It's not even mentioned in the Torah that you, that you can't talk like like somebody who, uh, like you shouldn't talk. He says, and This is the great invention of the, of the Ramban. You'll be a Naval, somebody, a despicable person, but you won't at the same time, you will manage not to transgress because you'll do things that the Torah doesn't deny you. So listen, let's listen again. What is it that the Ramban thinks Kedusha is. For the Ramban, Kedusha means you're thinking God think. You're with God. You don't have to, you don't have to have a rule that tells you that something is forbidden. Everybody understands. If you look at this in the continuation of the Ramban, everybody understands that uh, God wanted you to uh, be uh, careful about the food that you eat, not to go into excess. Look how difficult it is for a Jew to get a piece of meat, for a Jew to eat something that grows in the ground in Eretz Yisrael, a piece of bread. You have to take true to maestro, you take challah, you have to take the iso, you have to make sure the oven is a certain kind of oven. It's all very complicated and time-consuming. So why do you think the Torah did that? So the Ramban said, well, the Torah did that because the Torah knows that it's not enough to accept the obligation of the mitzvot. Rather to accept the obligation of the mitzvot, you have to also accept the obligation of the spirit of the mitzvot. And when Chazal say, Chazal said that 
Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, maybe Adam Arishon also, and Noah. They knew the mitzvot of the Torah, and they kept them. I mean, that's what that's what it says. That's what Chazal say. They even kept the mitzvot drabbanon because they understood the spirit, the spirit of God's desire in creation of the world. It doesn't need mitzvot. It's only because we don't get it. So for us, mitzvot are very important because they tell you what it is that you're forbidden to do, right? They give you explicit direction, but they also create an ambience, a kind of feeling about things, a way of understanding what God wants in general. And it's our obligation to respond to that. And if we don't respond to that, the Ramban looks at us and says, Naval that you are a terrible, despicable person, but you haven't done anything that the Torah says is forbidden. What you have done is not been sensitive to the real desire, to the real desire of the of the Torah. So according to the Ramban, according to the Ramban, Kedoshim Tiyu, Kedoshim Tiyu, according to the Ramban, means beyond the mitzvot, beyond the obligations, beyond the prohibitions. Act as though you're in sync, in sync with HaKadosh Baruch. And if HaKadosh Baruch says, you have to go through many steps to get a piece of bread into your mouth, well, that must mean that God does not want you to be just a fresser, just eat away, you know, do like uh, make eating the kind of the central event of your day. No, you eat because you have to eat. You eat because without eating, you wouldn't stay alive. You eat, and for you, it's like taking a unpleasant medicine. You do it, you have to do it, but you don't have to make it a central point of your existence. The same thing is in relationships between men and women, and the same thing is everything else, everything else in the Torah. Eating a piece of meat is important, depending on the theory of the day, but might be very important for your health and welfare, well-being. But it's not. It's not that you kind of desire it and you've discovered that you could eat super glut kosher steaks, even though you are as frum as could be. So the Ramban says if you eat those super glut kosher steaks, you're not exceeding to the spirit that the Torah has devised for us. So you could say, if I had to summarize, you could say that the Torah, the, 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 there are two things, there are two kind of levels of Kedusha. There's the kind of Kedusha where I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing and avoiding everything that I'm supposed to be avoiding. That produces a kind of Kedusha, and that Kedusha, that Kedusha is, wow. is created by, by Rashi. Rashi okay. says it's not a mitzvah. 
but it's the result of keeping the mitzvahs. The Ramban says there's another kind of Kedusha. That's where you are in sync. You're in sync with the divine demand to improve the world, to make it a better place, the place which Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov perceived as their place, the place where they wanted to, to be. Rashi, Ramban. There's no reason to say that they disagree with each other. It's very possible that we're talking about Kedusha A and Kedusha B, the Kedusha as Rashi sees it, which is found, of course, in Chazal, in the discussion about, about Elisha, right, discussion about Elisha, and the way the Ramban says it, where he invents a new notion of novel vishus You could do everything that you're supposed to do, avoid everything you're supposed to avoid that's, that's clarified in the Torah, and still be a despicable person. Naval Torah, and someone who avoids that pitfall is certainly in the category of Kedoshim, of Kedoshim T.U. All the best. Be well.